Hey, 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 it's your good friend, Aaron. Hope everyone is having an amazing day. Welcome back to the Bible. It is July 4th, 2023. For those of y'all that celebrate, (laughs) try not to blow your hands off. Oh, man, this lady today was telling me some story about this little boy that had a gasoline or something and set himself on fire with some fireworks. Somebody, he was only like eight, year, eight years old or something like that. Whole body was burned up to his neck. So be careful out there, y'all. And them bottle rockets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't understand... This, this propensity, the word, or this desire to just spend all this money on, just like you might just take all your money and just set it on fire. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I work too hard for, for the money that I make. I mean, I burn money on all the dumb stuff, but fireworks isn't one of them. Um, What else? Uh, today, yesterday was a great day. Um... I got some stories to tell. But first, I just want to just say I'm proud of myself. Because I've been meaning to do some cleaning. I I had these clothes on my kids' bunk beds. Sometimes the bunk beds serve as like a storage for my laundry that I don't want to fold and put away. And I finally put some clothes, these clothes away. They've been sitting there for like a couple of weeks. I've just been having these thoughts lately. I feel like God is grooming me and preparing me for a wife. And I need to just, I already do a pretty good job. I'm not a slob or anything. I do a pretty good job of cleaning up after myself, maintaining my, my place, you know. But I want to be even more excellent, you know. And so... Next, I need. And I threw away like four bags of trash, like old papers and things I didn't need. Some of it, some of it was my dad's stuff that I haven't meaning to go through in these closets. I still have a few areas like my coat closet and some stuff underneath my Ava's bed that I need to go and throw away or clean up. Some stuff. Some stuff is just so hard to throw away. Like you always justify like why you should keep it. And like I may need this later, but it's like, but you haven't touched it in over a year, so three years. So why do you even own it? Just pitch it. Why are you keeping it? Just pitch it. What else? Uh, all right. So I got a few cool, cool stories. I don't know which one I should tell first. Um, I guess I'll go with the coolest one and the most recent one and then kind of work my way backwards. Then we'll get right into the word, Genesis chapter 27. So uh, I, when I was taking those four bags of trash out, they were heavy too, to the dumpster, I threw the stuff away and I 
wanted to also go out to my car because I left. I always leave my Bible. I take my Bible with me. And whenever I leave the house now, and I put it in my trunk, that way I always have it. Like if I go to decide to go to the prayer room, I'll have it with me. Or just, you never know. It's like to have it. And ever since I got stopped by that those cops in West Virginia and they noticed my Bible and they, they went easy on me and let me go, even though I had done nothing wrong. But anyway, um, ever since then, I, I and even Lecrae, he talked about how he used to keep a Bible in his car. And so... Um, yeah, my Bible is in my trunk, and I was going to go get it after throwing all these bags of trash away so that I could do a little devotional with uh, my lady friend that I got right now. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what I should share on here. But there's this young lady. She's 24 years old, and I am... Uh, Trying to go slow, super slow with this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the feelings are getting stronger day by day. So I keep praying, Lord, you've done it before. You've shut a lot of doors in the past. And if you don't want me to uh, entertain this door and slam this one shut, slam it. What else I got going on? So, all right. So, yes. I go out. I throw these bags of trash away. And on my way to go to my, go to my car to get the Bible out, I, I see this guy and this woman, young lady, just in this band. And they're having like this little concert, especially the guy. He's like bobbing his head like real hard. And uh, having to listen to one of them oh, like rap songs. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, he was having a little party. Having a little party in his car, in his van. So I didn't, I, I had this like immediate... My sp- my like witnessing evangelistic spotty senses are up like all the time lately, and it's sometimes it's annoying. It's like God, I really don't feel like witnessing to that person. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, and I, sometimes I don't want to try to do anything out of compulsion or just want to be led by the spirit. But yeah, something told me in this instance to like go up to this guy. Man, just like ask him if he knew Jesus. Um, cause all I had already given away all my Romans Road to Salvation flyers yesterday, so I was out. I needed to print some more. But I was like, God, I was having this whole conversation with God. I'm like, God, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I, I, it was like a horrible attitude too, cause like these folks, if they don't know Jesus, then the alternative is hell. And so, uh, but then I have a relationship with him. So, hell on earth and hell in eternity. So, yeah, I was having this whole little conversation with God. Just like, God, I really don't want to do this. But then 
my heart began to soften because it was sign this strong tug pull to go talk to this guy this in this van that was blasting this music and just having a little party in his car. I know and it wasn't no Christian music. And so I go inside my apartment and I go ahead and print some more Romans Road to Salvation flyers and I'm like having another conversation with God. I'm like, all right God, I'm just a mailman. You know, if you want me to be more bold and say more stuff, then you give me the word to say, help me to be more bold. And I'm just going to hand this flyer to him, tell him, you know, if he asks what it's for, I'm going to say it will change your life. And I'm just going to do one of my little, I've done this a lot where I'll sometimes walk up to somebody because I don't have, I don't want to get in a whole debate with them about what they believe. So I'm like, here you go. So I'll be like, here you go. I just want to give this to you and just keep it moving. And so uh, I was about to do that. <laughs> and I was a little nervous. I was like, this dude is afraid. And I was nervous. So I was walking up on this dude's van. I don't even think I'm trying to rob him. It's crazy. When I went to my car, one of the cars nearby me had a busted out window. I was glad it wasn't my window. And so anyway, um, I go up to this guy's window and knock on it. And he opens the door. And I was like, he looked at me, I looked at him. I was like, hey, where do I know you from? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're the dude that changed my oil. Or he was, yeah, helped me out of Valvoline. He works at Valvoline near, near where I stayed. And I had already given him like a Rome, the same Romans Road to Salvation flyer. When I saw him, and I was telling him about what church I go to. So it's like God like gave me a layup. He does this a lot lately. Like I'll be I'll be afraid to talk to somebody, and then it turns out like that either that person is a Christian or, um. Yeah, the conversation is not as confrontational as I think it's going to be or hard. And in this instance, I had already, he's like, yeah, I still got the last fire you gave to me last time. Thank you. I gave him another one. And he gave his wife, I met his wife and his two kids, two boys. I got a chance to pray for them. I said, look at God. Look at God. I'm, I'm over here getting all timid and scared. And this is somebody I've already witnessed to. And yeah, we're neighbors. Had no clue. We were neighbors. Look at God. So there was that. There was the other circle. I've been listening to this book called The Kingdom Man by Tony Evans. This guy, Carl, at church. He has been, uh, he's the one who told me about it. I mean, I heard of that book before already. I, I just never took the time to listen to it or, or read it. So I've been listening to the audio book. On um, if you have a library card, um, you can like reply for one digitally. It's real easy if in less than a minute. And then you take that library card information and you log into Hoopla. Like here in Kansas City, you got to use the can. You have to use the Kansas City Public Library, not Mid Continent, because Mid Continent uses Libby. Kansas City Public Library uses Hoopla. So Hoopla, I like Hoopla better because 
Libby has more like they don't have they only let, they only have so many reservations for different books, and like I was gonna try to reserve the book, the Kingdom Man book, and it was already like taken, so I had to I have to wait. I'm gonna it put me on a waiting list to reserve a digital copy of a book. Like, this is whack. But Hoopla, I had no. It was easy. And I guess they have extra reservations, so or slots. So anyway, I've been listening to and all right. So I was listening to that book, The Kingdom Man by Tony Evans. I highly recommend it. It will cut you. It will definitely cut you. But um, the sermons will cut you. So I was listening to that and. to say so I was listening to that and on the um oh I was downtown downtown KC and I was like praying like because I was close to like 4 or 5 a.m or something like that and I was ready to shut it down like club like ready to go home soon and so I was praying like God come on please give me a ride up north so I can start heading up north and um As I, I pray that, also, as I'm listening to Tony Evans talk about, he's making some analogy about Kingdom Man being Ford Tough, which is funny because that's actually, my dad worked at Ford 29 years, and that's what was came up at my dad's funeral. We talked about him being Ford Tough. And, um, and also that me and my brother are Ford Tough, too. We can withstand these trials you know this this hard time right now like losing our dad so anyway right as tony evans is giving this analogy about being forward tough i get a ride for some young lady going from downtown to ford the ford uh motor plant and i was like wow god you were funny look at you so that happened, and yeah. And right after that ride, that was a good conversation with that young lady. She was telling me about how hot it gets in that plant. And then after that, I got a ride to the airport. It was this Christian family. And the grandma was in the front seat looking, reading her Bible on her phone, and she was playing some kind of word search game, Bible word search game. I was like, look at you, God. You're a good father. Winking at me all day long. And so, and then earlier, I don't know if I should even share this story. I need to write all this stuff in a book. Uh, I, earlier in the day, because I went to the prayer meeting yesterday at church at Harmony. And then afterward, I started doing Uber and Lyft. And I got this ride for downtown, right? And it was this young cat with an ankle bracelet, young black kid. I dropped him off at these apartments that I've been to before. And then I was hungry, so I decided to take a quick dinner break. And I'm eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich. No, I know good one. I shouldn't eat no Popeye's. Anyway, I got a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And my first... When I turned Uber back on, my first ride was this name I have seen before, Chiron. 
I'm second. That's a woman who has a son named Sherwin. Like, cause I always think of Sherwin Williams. They're a Christian family. Anyway, I got a chance to. I ran into. I got a chance to talk to Sherwin. And invite him to church. Um, I got a chance to talk to his mom, who's a very devout Christian woman. Sherman was like, yeah, the whole reason I'm even, I am even go to church is that I have a relationship with Jesus is that woman, her prayers. They're from like the Virgin Islands, some kind of islands. I forgot. So look at you, God, ordering my steps. God has been ordering my steps so much, I, it gives me goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps. So anyway, there's probably way more stories I could share, but that's all I got for now. I need to put all this stuff in a book. All right. Genesis 27. Genesis 27. King James Version. Jacob. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see. Wow. He called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am, here am I. I don't know why, but I immediately thought of when God called out for Adam, like, where are you? Anyway, verse 2, And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison and make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring my, me venison, and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. This wasn't this wasn't no Campbell's chunky soup. This was probably better than that. Even though, I don't know, I couldn't eat I People say they love deer jerky and other venison and venison chili and all. I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's weird that we eat other meat like chickens. and If you really look at a chicken, it's weird that we eat chicken so much. Or if you look at an actual, like, cow, yeah, cow or what other thing. Yeah, it's, nowadays, everybody just eats beef and chicken. Seems like those are the main things we eat. Beef or chicken. Beef or chicken or seafood. Anyway. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Verse 9. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats. And I will make them savory meat for thy And I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. Hmm, interesting choice of words there, Mr. Jacob. 
That'll be me, smooth, not hairy. Verse 13, and his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and bought them, brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. This story always like, it just feels like a, like a old child children's story or an Aesop fable or something like that. Verse 18, he came unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn, lying. I have done according as thou badest me, or betest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that my soul may bless me. that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his sons, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. Woo-wee. Lies, lies, and more lies. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray. I mean, technically, the Lord. You, you could say the Lord brought it to you, you know, because everything belongs to God. And yeah, that wife, I mean, that mom, he worked through the mom to give it to you. Anyway. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. It makes you wonder if the dad really knew, like, the dad has some intuition here, like, hmm, this is Jacob playing a trick on me, but I'm going to go along with it anyway because I want to bless Jacob anyway more than Esau. I wonder how much Isaac was in on the on the, on the the jig. Is that the word? Yeah, the deception. Verse 23, and he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him, and he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat. And he brought him wine, and he drank. Now, what is the significance of him bringing him deer stew? Or two goats, or something like that earlier? That's another thing, too. I just realized that See, Rebecca didn't even make him venison. She, it says, she said, go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats. 
and I'll make them savory meat for their father. It wasn't even he didn't follow. She didn't even follow the instructions. It wasn't. She didn't go get deer. She went and got. Unless they call venison. Venison is anything that's like know, venison. What is? It? I always thought venison was goat. I mean, it was deer. Venison originally meant the meat of a game animal, but now refers primarily to the meat of antler ungulates. Oh, okay, such as elk or deer. Ah, okay. So back then. According to Yahoo, the word venison derives from the Latin word venor, meaning to hunt or pursue. Aha. Interesting. Learned something new today. All right, so Isaac is eating and drinking with his blind self. Verse 26. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. I wonder how that works. I gotta be careful. I didn't mean to say it. Come say it that way. Like, it is blind. So, because there's people actually out there blind. I pray to God I never become blind. There's people that are physically blind and people that are spiritually blind. I don't want to be either. So, anyway, um, a lot of eating food is starts with, like, seeing it with your eyes. I wonder how food experience of food is for people that are blind because they can't actually see and people say feast your eyes like a lot of eating like starts with what you see and i feel like it impacts the whole eating experience but then again you're like smell and your taste and your everything is more heightened apparently when you lose one of your senses our verse 26, and his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's son bow down to thee. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, Let thy father, my father, arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And yeah, so he legitimately was tricked. Because if he wasn't, then he wouldn't be all dramatic like that. And he's, unless he's a really good actor. And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yeah, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with sub... 
subtlety. Ooh, I'm gonna struggle with that word. And have taken away thy blessing. Ooh. That's what the devil be trying to do to us. Take away our blessings. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? Where is the part where he sells his birthright for a bowl of stew? Did he do that already? I guess he did. Somehow I missed that. Verse 37. Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Thou but one blessing, my father, bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept, and Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above, and by thy sword that shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brethren. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Mm. Let's talk about some family drama. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, They are doing a lot of eavesdropping. Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise, flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days, until thy brother's fury turn away. That's going to be very interesting that he goes and spend time with Laban, because then he's on, his eye is going to catch Leah and Rachel. Rachel especially. Verse 45, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him, then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do to me? All right, it's getting juicy, y'all. It's getting juicy. Stay tuned. I need to see where the what chapter does he sell his birthright? Esau sells birthright for stew. That is in Genesis twenty five. How did I miss that? Esau despises birthright. Yep. Genesis 25. I must have been really sleepy when I read that one. 
Yeah, I barely got anything highlighted. Somehow I totally just forgot about that. Which chapter? Yeah. Genesis 25. Talk about Esau despising his birthright. It's wild. As Christians, we all have a, a birthright that we can despise just like Esau. It's like once you despise your birthright and then by taking it lightly, the free gift of salvation, you can also miss out on blessings, which happened to Esau. He missed, he lost his birthright and his blessing. And it's funny, it's wild that, yeah, it's not funny, but it's interesting that the birthright was sold for his bowl of stew and then his blessing was stolen by making a bowl of stew. Like, there's so much going on here. I'm sure some Bible scholar does some, like, serious Bible calculus on, like, what what's the significance of, like, a bowl of stew and the connections between the two? Like, why would Isaac ask him to make stew when that was tied to the birthright? Why was the top birthright tied to a bowl of stew? I don't know. This, yeah, him just... Like, I can only imagine what was going through Esau's mind. He's like, I sold my birthright for a bowl of stew. And then the blessing <laughs> was stolen by my brother making a bowl of stew for my dad. And he didn't make the bowl. My mama made it. Rebecca. Anyway, this is so, this is some deep stuff and some cool stuff, very interesting stuff. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for all that you've done. Help us to not take our birthright, our inheritance that we have as adopted children of God. I had that young lady in my car earlier. Beautiful Hispanic lady. Uh, what was her name? She had like an old woman name, but she's like thirty one. What was her name? Her name was um Betsy. <laughs> Betsy, yeah, Betsy. Lord, yeah, Lord. She was talking about how she was adopted. She was adopted by a great family. When she turned eighteen, she started kind of wilding out, and she wished she hadn't done that. And um, Lord. And I got a chance to tell her a whole, have a little conversation about her, about how we're all, as Christians, we're adopted too. And uh, I was telling her that she would be able to relate to those scriptures even more because she's actually experienced what it's like to be adopted. And so anyway, Lord, I just pray that we would just remember the great gift that we have as being adopted as sons and daughters in your kingdom. And by being adopted, born into your kingdom, yeah, born again, we have a birthright that gives us all the same rights as Jesus has. And um, there's blessings that come out of that birthright. Help us to never forget who we are as children of God, children of the Most High, children of Jesus Christ, followers of Christ, and to not despise our birthright, to not take it lightly. And any blessings we might have missed out on, the times that we might have made light of our birthright and done some dumb stuff, um, 
Thank you, Lord. We can never technically lose it. We are your children. You keep us. Nothing can snatch. No one can snatch us out of your hand. Height nor death nor anything could separate us from your love. Anything creating can separate us from your love. So I just thank you for that. Thank you for this word. I'm going to get some good rest and wake up refreshed and ready to minister to some more folks out here that don't know you or just need to be reminded about you and that you're loving them. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Precious. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.